Welcome back to The Brekkie Show with Minnie and Renee today. Um, we also have a little message that Liam's going to share with us about Ly- why Lyle is not hosting. Yeah, it? obviously Lyle's not here today. Yeah. And some of you might be wondering, where well, where is he? Hmm. Well... Where is he? Tell us. At the moment, Lyle is, is, is either in Sydney or he's on the way to Sydney. Ah. He's going to the Adventist Media Centre oh, yeah. so that he can film and record the next... Series of the end. Hey, yeah. do you know what that's about? He has given us a little cheeky yeah. spoiler before. I believe this next one coming up is something to do with Jesus. So it's not so much the end, but the beginning. So it's almost as though it's Christmas time. It's something it's like, like that. Yeah, weird. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> stay tuned as we get closer and closer to, uh, to to us presenting that and us, or not us on Faith FM, but I, actually I think it probably will be on Faith FM at night time. But <laughs> Some point, yeah. as we get closer to the the presentations happening, uh, we'll be giving more information out where to find it, when, what time it is, the dates and everything. So. Do stay tuned. Do keep listening. Um, not, to, I mean, we won't say it today. Do keep listening today. But <laughs> <laughs> please, please stay. <laughs> uh, but that's all the information that we've got for it today. Uh, but continue listening to, to each to each uh, morning, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll delve in. into information on that as we get closer. Fantastic. So that's Thanks. Where Lyle is. Thanks, uh, producer Liam. No worries. Any time. Yeah. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. And so that is why I am obviously here. Um, it's not my normal chair I sit in. You're always here, though. You, well, yeah, yeah, that's why I'm here. <laughs> there, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so it is now time for our encounter with God. On that note, let's get into the Bible study. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so before we open this, though, shall we say a quick word of prayer? Yeah. Just All right. Papa, Lord God, I just want to thank you so much for our time that we have together, um, for Renee and I and our listeners. Uh, God, go before us, show us something of who you are, something of who we are. Uh, we thank you for your goodness in hearing our prayers. Amen. Amen. So obviously we're looking at education. And this uh, is our 20 million movement Bible study. So basically all around the world there's a whole bunch of other people who are looking at this same um, same passage, area, thought, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. And so this morning you can all join us as we also look into it. Uh, it's kind of nice. kind of nice doing a Bible study together with other people. Yeah. You know, it's nice to do it on your own. I think that's important. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got to know Jesus and have our own time. But yeah. there's... Something really special about getting to work through it with other people. And like with your different perspectives, you're able to draw out lessons that maybe someone else wouldn't have. And, and it's cool to come together and share that and say, yeah. hey, I saw this. What do you see? Uh-huh. So. Absolutely. Mm. And I think there's been times too that maybe not, you know, every time, but I can like grapple with a verse. I'm like, mm-hmm. what does this really mean? Yeah. And then someone will mention some other verse. Maybe they're reading in their devotions. And I'm like, oh, oh. It all makes sense. I didn't know. It all connects. <laughs> yeah. I know, amazing. <laughs> but so this morning, we're looking at the beauty of holiness. What does that mean to you, Renee? When you hear that, was there anything particularly like, oh, I'm now thinking about this? Or is it just a kind of, oh, yep, the beauty of holiness? It was, oh, if I'm honest, it was kind of like, oh, okay. Um, mm. Are we talking, like, because beauty, what is beauty? Is mm. Are we talking about the surface level of, of so are we talking about, like, the beauty, the beautifulness of how, like, shiny God is? Like, that's how the <laughs> yeah, Bible yeah. often describes God's, ho- like, God's glory and his holiness is his bright light. So are we, is that what the lesson's talking about? That was, I was kind of confused, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's fair. And it, I think you have a good point, which we might even go into a bit today, is, yeah, how are we defining beauty? Because mm-hmm. that we have very different understandings, I think, in what God talks about beauty and what we kind of take upon ourselves of this is beauty. Yeah. Um, 
But so we're going to read a verse to begin with in Psalms 96 verse 9. If you want to read that one for us. Yep. Um, so it says, Worship the Lord in all his holy splendor. Let the earth tremble before him. Okay. Yep. So in this version, in the New King James, it says, Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Which to me still doesn't really clear up the question for us, does it? Mm. What does it mean? Mm-hmm. By the beauty of holiness. <laughs> um, so there's a quote I'm sure you've heard, many of you, that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. But we've been created in the image of God, right? So beauty is potentially, yeah, like we said, somewhat different to him than to us. Um, We have to be careful not to worship the creation itself. So I don't know if you had a chance to look at our our Bible study yesterday, Renee, but what we were talking about was kind of um, education in the arts and sciences. Mm. And so we read a passage. You know what? Let's just go there. Let's go to Romans. Let's go to Romans. Mm, I want to say it's chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. Um, it's a great book. But we might just, yeah, we'll just read this verse again. Um, oh, where's it gone? There we go. Uh, Romans chapter 1 verse, do you want to read for us, Renee? Is it verse 18 maybe? Yeah, 18 to 20. Okay. Well done, you. All right. <laughs> so it says, But God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. They know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God has made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. Mm. So something I used to talk to my friends about, I was like, you know, I really, I look at nature and it just boasts of God's goodness and his heart as a creator. And yet at the same time, the Bible tells us that there are a whole bunch of people that even though the attributes of God are clearly seen in his creation, they can completely miss God in it. Mm. The Bible talks about, uh, the word. this word isn't used, but it's kind of like, Maybe the word is insinuated. It's just the intelligent fool, the person Mm. who, you know, (laughs) the Bible talks about like these foolish people who see everything that God has created, but I guess reason it away and say, no, no, this is, you know, obviously we have the theory of evolution and just chance that, you know, create God. There was, there is no intelligent power. It all came by, uh, by chance. So, Mm. yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, just going back to this beauty topic for myself, and look, I couldn't tell you how much of my worldview is impacted by the fact that I grew up believing there was a God. Mm. You know, I, I don't know. I know a whole bunch of people who came into, like, knowing God that they didn't before. I, I don't know. I've, it's always been there for me. So you were raised knowing that there was a creator? Yeah, yeah. And so I probably have always looked at the world a little bit through that, those lenses. Um, and I remember, oh, I might have been, like, 16 or something, and I just remember being so amazed by even things like the sunrises and sunsets, right? Like it's something that, you know, if people are talking about romance, they'd be like, oh, the beautiful sunrise. You know, just like, and I was like, man, God has the greatest heart of a romantic, mm. right? Because these things, it's beauty just for beauty's sake. Mm. Like God has made this amazingly stunning world. Yeah. And yet it's really easy, as you said, there are so many kind of different um, – theories or beliefs or opinions out there is like, nah, 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 there's a, it's a nothing, it's a whatever. Yeah. I was like, then why would we have oh, things yeah. that are so beautiful? Yes. Like, <laughs> there's, there's no purpose. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Go on, give us your best shot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For me, it's the stars. 
The stars in the sky always make me realize, you know what? There is a God and he has made such a beautiful universe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. And look, I do think I understand when people have questions too about the, um, the harder stuff in life, you know, like why they're, why they're parasites who can only survive in this or that. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, but we are in a world of sin too. Um, but the having things that aren't good doesn't, um, discredit the things that are, if yes. that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, yeah, it's just an interesting kind of tangent to go down. Um, we're going to come back in just a minute um, and we're going to talk a little bit more about beauty and creation and all of those good things. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Okay, so we have another kind of question. So if our fallen world still looks so beautiful, who can imagine what it must have been like before the fall? Hmm. I find this a really interesting concept. I heard once uh, that someone said, you know, the Bible tells us that there was a great flood mm-hmm. and there was an author, uh, Ellen White, we've given away some of her books before, um, that says, you know, this world that we have now, it's like the skeleton of what the beauty was before. Mm-hmm. And there's there's another author, I'm trying to remember his name. He's a Christian author. Anyway, I can't remember what his name is, but I listened to a talk by him a little while ago and he, he makes his comment. He goes, you know, our world is a is as amazing as any fairy tale. It's as magnificent. He he talks about the animals. He talks about different landscapes. He talks about all these different things. Um, You talked in your positive news stories today about um, the traditional owners getting their land back. Yeah. And I don't know if you have ever gone out where there is so much just space and just land and – Man, there's something about it, hey, to get away, to get into nature, to have that stillness. It's just – it is a little bit of a different world. Yeah. You know, and I think maybe because we can become more aware to it, like we're often so busy Mm -hmm. and it's only when we go on holidays that we'll go, oh, let's go look at the the tourist sites. Let's go Mm -hmm. look at the waterfalls. Let's go on safari. Let's Mm – you know, whatever the things are, there's something that we're innately kind of drawn to Mm -hmm. if we have the chance to pursue that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We are – yeah. We are somehow – like there's something about nature that like when we connect – I don't know. There's some studies that say walking barefoot on soil actually helps you (laughs) reconnect with the land. I'm not saying any, you know, it's not weird. It's just, you know, actually getting out into nature is healthy for you. Actually, Lyle did share one thing uh, when I was on some time ago that there's just like going to Australian outback is such a beautiful experience. I've never been to the outback, Mm. Um, but like that such that open space being under the the stars and just the the red. I, I think it's the red dirt. I don't know. I wasn't there, but yeah, just the beauty (laughs) of the Australian outback. Mm. Outback. Um, I love looking at like videos and pictures of like beautiful places in Alaska and in Iceland and Greenland and Europe and just the mountains and the lakes. It's yeah, and it's so different to what we have here in Australia. Mm -hmm. Like I know I've met a whole bunch of you know backpackers or different people, and they're like, "Oh man, your (laughs) coast is amazing. The weather's amazing." You know, and don't get me wrong, like I don't hate it but I'm not like amazing I'm like well we have no mountains we have no it's just a totally different yes kind of climate and and all the different things um I think let's just jump over to Psalms 27 verse 4 um this just is also talking a little bit more about the beauty of God Um, where's Psalms gone Psalms 27 verse 4 and it says the one thing I ask of the Lord the one thing I seek the most is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in his temple. Mm, I love that. So in my verse, 
it says, one thing I have desired of the Lord that that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Hmm. I find this a really interesting idea. Um, it's not specifically what our Bible says is talking about, but I'm going to go down this tangent. Yeah, I know go. we do a lot of times. <laughs> um, but there's something to who God is that he has so many different aspects to who he is mm. like in um in the bible it talks about you know he is a man of war he is um lord of what's that word Sh- shabaoth or something oh. and that that means lord of armies okay you know so we kind of have this warrior defender like i'm gonna fight for you and you can't face we also have this picture of the beauty of the lord you know mm. we have the picture of the god who um it talks about i was like a mother uh you know I'm like a mother head. I wanted to cover you up with my wings. I was, um, you know, just this beautiful picture of a father with his children or um, the Bible talks about God of peace, God of comfort, mm. God of hope. And I just think it's such a beautiful, um, what would I say, collection of all these pieces of who God is because mm-hmm. it's not like God is only this or only that. You know, we see that even with people like David. He's a, he's a soldier and a poet. Mm. But I think sometimes, at least in my life, I have been um, tempted to, um, yeah, do the old put in the box of that's who you are. That's what this is. Mm. Um, But if we just look at, you know, us as humans, I think beauty has, yeah, a way of really softening hard hearts. Do you know what I mean? Like, What do you mean by that? Okay, what do I mean? So um, I remember reading this book. I can't remember what it was called. It was about the Spanish Civil War, uh-huh. and in that they, they these characters. So it was a historic fiction. So it was a novel about um, this time, and there was a, a lady there. She was you know meant to be this American whoever, and she was like, oh, "I want to help these people. Like I want to help these kids, but I don't have anything to offer. All I have is I'm a painter." She's like, "Oh, maybe, maybe we could do something with that." And and this Spanish kind of grandma, she goes, "You know, yeah, you need you need to help them paint, not." Not to forget, not to whatever, but to help them heal. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Like like you can use art. Um, and we see this sometimes in music or paintings about that it's just the dark and the grim and the yeah. lamenting, you know. We have yeah. songs that you're like, oh, that, that's taking me to a knuckle place. <laughs> yeah. But then you also have the other ones that they can touch on these things but kind of recreate it in a really beautiful way. Yeah. That brings that healing that goes, oh, that articulates um, – what that wound maybe is, or mm. I don't know if you've ever said, I don't know, I, do, are you into art? Like just as in what we stereotypically say is art, like the... Like painting and yeah, stuff? Yeah, like that kind of thing. Uh, okay, no. No, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. I just, I love it. Yeah. I'm not great at it, but I know that I've had, um, I have a friend who's a great, um, particularly, uh, what's it called, like a drawer? And, um, sorry, distracted for a hot minute. Um, but... <laughs> So she likes to paint. Yeah, and when I've seen her work, there have been so many times that it has just – it's not even about words. I don't have words, but I'm like, that's beautiful. That's the thing. That's the thing with art. It's – it like – and – beauty it's it's, it comes out it's kind of experiential like yes okay so when you okay in this world when we talk about beauty often you know when you talk about beautiful people they define it in like aesthetically pleasing Mm, right mm -hmm. beautiful people defined by the world are people with um 
their face is like equally proportionate. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's it looks nice. It's easy on the eyes. Mm. Um, I actually forgot my point. That's okay. <laughs> but that's like yeah, it, it like you feel okay. I know I'm not into like painting or anything, but I I do love design. I mm. do love decorating, and in for me that I find beautiful. I love being 100%. in a beautiful space. Yeah, and it makes me feel like oh wow. And it's really cool that beauty is one of the qual um you know the beauty of holiness is one of the qualities of God. Like, yeah. you know, when you just, what this that's what I feel um, with this verse, like just being in the house of the Lord, I feel, oh, yes. wow. Oh, you articulate you know, that pe- so good. People yeah. will sit in front of those, 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 um, they'll go to an art gallery mm-hmm. and they'll sit in front of a painting. And I'm like, why are they doing that? And sometimes, you know, I went to an art gallery and I was like, I want to be one of those uh-huh, people. Yeah. I want to be sophisticated <laughs> and elegant. Uh-huh, <laughs> and I uh-huh. sit in front of a painting and I'm like, I don't feel anything. But there was one that I was like, wow, this mm. is, this is beautiful. Mm. <laughs> that artist, I'm amazed by the, the skill of that artist. In fact, it makes me think of the creator of that, that, that painting and just really appreciate their skill and the time and the effort. And I guess everything they put behind that uh, is creating that painting. I think that is the coolest um, way to articulate this point, right? Mm. Because that's, I think coming into the presence of God is that experience, as you said, that it can't be, let me tell you about how beautiful, you know, like I can talk to you all day about something, but until you get to go see yourself and be like, oh, yes, I'm impacted by this. Yeah. Right. And yeah. then you go, this is the creator's heart. Yeah. There's something to this. Yeah. Beauty isn't something you have to like convince someone. Yeah. 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 Pe- right. <laughs> you, you don't teach kids. This is beautiful. Uh-huh. They know it. <laughs> Fully. <laughs> they know it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously we taking into account, we do live in a world of sin. Absolutely. We do have to learn to, I guess, see the beauty in, in, in like learn to readjust and see true beauty. So mm. Yeah. Uh, it's something God teaches us as well, but mm. also it's something that is natural. We can, we have an eye for it. Absolutely. And I think you just touched on a really good point too. Kids, they just, they get it in a way that I think adults <laughs> don't quite, Yeah, do you know, like yeah. they haven't been explicitly taught mm. or told mm. or, but the things that they're just like, oh yeah, that one this. I don't have any recollection of this, <laughs> but apparently when I was a kid, I do not like lace at all now, but apparently when I was a kid, I was like probably two and I had this dress on and I was like twirling at myself, looking at myself in the mirror and be like, pretty mummy, pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm not saying it defines what beauty is, but I just apparently had this thing. I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it simple and beautiful it's beautiful. In your eyes. <laughs> yeah, that's so right. that's beauty. Absolutely. <laughs> You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. So we're just gonna keep going in um, our Bible study today. We're gonna jump over though to Genesis chapter three, verse six. I'm gonna have a read of that. Genesis three, verse six, and it says the woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it too. So does this mean that beauty well, yeah, in light of this verse, is beauty always good? No. Nope. We haven't actually argued that it is, but <laughs> But I think I think this is a really interesting thing, right? Because this is in a world where it's completely perfect. Like we just can't imagine what Eden would have been. We often talk about the fall, but I often wonder what the perfection of Eden would have been like in just created God, totally perfect, designs a world, is amazingly stunning. Mm. 
that even this fruit that is going to bring to humanity's ultimate destruction is beautiful. Like, is beautiful. Yeah. I just feel like that's a stitch up. <laughs> that said, often the things which are tempting are tempting for a reason, right? Yes. If it was like ugly and horrific, I'd be like, mm, it's nah. not a temptation. Yeah, it's not, it's not at all. But it's because it does look appealing. Like, oh, yeah, yeah might, might be okay. Yeah. Could, uh, wander over there, check it out, see what happens. Um, but we'll also jump over to Proverbs chapter 6. Chapter 6, verse 25. I'll read a couple of verses there. Um, Proverbs chapter 6, verse 25. Don't lust for her beauty. Don't let her coy glances seduce you. Yeah, and then we'll go down to um, verse 31. Oh, sorry, sorry. Chapter 31, verse 30. Got that really wrong there. So Proverbs chapter 31, verse 30. Okay. I just had a cheeky look at that. um, The verses, I was like, nope, that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what I want to (laughs) say. That's not it. Uh, Proverbs 31, verse... 30. Verse 30. Charm is deceptive and beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Mm. Um, just actually, it's just popped into my head. Let's go over to Ezekiel. I think it's Ezekiel I want. Ezekiel is one of my favorite books of the Bible, for those of you who didn't know. Oh, why? Oh, oh so good. <laughs> the way I read it, it's just all about salvation by grace and God's consistent please come and just just be in my presence, like how we're talking about, yeah. and the people's continuous rejection of it, but him so patiently going, there's this beautiful verse, he goes, you know, I'll bring you back to the wilderness where I'll plead with you face to face. This is a God of the universe wow. who goes, I'm going to get down on your level and plead with you to come spend time with me. I see. He doesn't need to do that. Yeah. But he's like, I actually long for you. Yeah. I want you to be safe. These things that you're doing, they're going to kill you. Mm. Anyway, that's a side tangent. <laughs> <That's amazing>. but- <laughs> yes, yes, sorry. Don't uh, get me wrong. There's a lot of things I don't understand. But So we're going to go chapter 16. And we're going to read... We're going to read verse... I'll give you a little bit of context. So basically this chapter... Um, in my Bible, it's it says God's love for Jerusalem. And it's basically, he, he kind of gives this imagery. He goes, you know, you were born, um, you know, your your father was an Ammonite, your mother a Hittite. You were born and, and you just weren't doing well. So you had no one to clean you. You were not rubbed with salt. No one pitied you. Um, I passed by you. This is verse 6. So Ezekiel 16, verse 6. I passed by you um, and saw you struggling in your own blood and I said to you live yes I said to you live I made you thrive like a plant and you grew he kind of goes on to say uh, you know verse 9 I washed you with water I thoroughly I thoroughly washed off your blood I anointed you I clothed you with embroidered cloth and gave you sandals and um, I gave you ornaments and beautiful things we go down to verse 14 so if you want to read this one verse 14 your fame soon spread throughout the world because of your beauty I dressed you in my splendor and perfected your beauty, says the Lord, the sovereign Lord. Mm. Do you want to read the next verse as well? Mm-hmm. But you thought your fame and your beauty were your own, so you gave yourself as a prostitute to every man who came along. Your beauty was theirs for the asking. Mm. I just find this a really interesting verse in the context that it's it's going, God has redeemed and therefore made your life something so beautiful that he could never have been. Mm. We still have a choice what we do with it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like when he... When he comes in and redeems us, that that we we have that um, how do I explain it? We have that now as part of our identity, right? So this kind of 
symbolism is, you know, I came in, I restored, I redeemed, I made you whole, I made you beautiful, man, you're just chucking it back in my face. Mm. But it doesn't negate that it was a gift of God to begin with, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. But there's also this thing of, man, how, how arrogant can the human heart be in regards to, oh, yeah, I know I'm good. Or maybe I look good. Maybe I can do this well. Maybe I can do these things. And not, it's not like beauty for beauty's sake is bad, but it's where we go with this, right? Like, you know, as we've said, we're in a world of sin. And so we often, well, I can often associate beauty with just this aesthetic, mm. you know, that I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that's attractive. Yeah. Um, and I think all humans do that in, in different ways for different things. Mm. Um, but it's not necessarily like the idea of beauty is bad. Yeah. It's just that we kind of have these distorted hearts, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I think the beauty we have is a reflection of our creator. Hey, and the yes. moment we turn from realizing and understanding that he is our source of beauty, of goodness, of holiness, mm. and the moment we turn on ourselves, we no longer have a source that we're drawing, an eternal source we're drawing from. We're drawing from ourselves. And, mm. and our heart, the Bible says, is above all things deceitful. It, it, deceitful. That's yeah. it. And so we are not beauty within beautiful within ourselves it, mm. it, we are beautiful because our god our god is beautiful uh, if that kind of makes sense i don't know totally. if you agree you disagree feel no free. i to- i totally agree with you and and i think this is the thing with everything that god has done there's an enemy who wants to exploit it yeah you know like you said it's not it's not who we are um but there's there is an enemy out there who's just like even this thing for good i want to turn for bad yeah we have a God who goes, mm, but even if it's bad, I can turn it for good. Ooh, you know? Why do you do it? Why yeah. do you do it? <laughs> You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. So it is now time for... Question of the Day. And the question is, should Christians celebrate Christmas. We have Matt Power here to uh, answer the question for oh us. Boy. Yeah, you've, you've brought in the expert. Absolutely. Yeah. The expert on Christmas. Christmas expert. <laughs> yes. So I'm supposed to answer that question? Yeah. Oh, look, uh, should it, it indicates like a moral obligation, right? Mm-hmm. So you say, should Christians celebrate Christ- Christmas? I'd say there's no moral obligation for a Christmas you know, a Christ follower to celebrate Christmas. But it seems to me, if you love Jesus then you would celebrate his birth. Mm. But if, you know, if we're talking about celebrate the way that those who sell us products in the stores want us to celebrate, you know, to me, that's just a drag. Mm. Um, so I guess if I were to have to give a clear answer, I'd say Christians should not celebrate Christmas the way that big corporations mm. want them to. Mm. But I think we should celebrate Christmas the way Jesus would want us to, and that's just rejoicing in the goodness of God and, um, you know, being as generous and, um, benevolent as God was to the rest of the world around us. Can I ask yeah. for people, there are people who don't celebrate Christmas and I think their major reasoning is because yeah. it has pagan roots or something like that. Like it comes from right. some pagan holiday or whatever. Like Right. So the day is guilty by association. Yeah. So since December 25th was originally a pagan 
day of celebration. Yeah. Therefore, a Christian could celebrate nothing Christian on that day. <laughs> See, that, to, that doesn't follow to that me logically, right? Yeah. So if, if the 25th of December had been used to celebrate a bad thing, that means we could never use the date to celebrate a good thing. I, I don't agree with that, but I definitely respect the sensitivities mm-hmm. and appreciate that people, you know, have a conscience towards things that are bad. And they say, hey, listen, I don't want to fall into kind of mingling my Christianity with paganism. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's good. Good for you for not wanting to mingle your Christianity with paganism. But you're not doing that just because you celebrate Jesus's birth on the 25th of December. You'd be doing that if you actually incorporate those pagan things into your worship of Jesus on on December 25th. So I'm sure you can find something bad that happened on every single day of the year. True. And it, you're right. Like, yeah, like on some Sunday, on some Saturday, <laughs> on some Wednesday, you know, you, you, there was some bad thing that happened in the past that bad people did, that pagans did. Mm-hmm. And then you can say, well, on this day, I will never celebrate Jesus mm-hmm. because yeah. pagans did, you know, something, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Like I'm a little, little bit of a Grinch about Christmas. It's yeah, not, me too. It's not for me at all. But that said, not, not against Jesus Christmas, no, 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 but against no, the whole the whole commercial idea yeah. against yeah. happiness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was good. But one thing I do appreciate about it is I think I know people who will only come to church maybe at Christmas time. You know, like that's their one point. So I'm like, man, if this is a point of connection to tell them the Jesus story, mm. let's use that connection. Right? Like, Jesus consistently was like, I'm going to meet you where you're at to come know me more. You know? So for me, I'm like, let's do it. Cool. (laughs) We're on the same page. That's how I feel. You know, the whole gifts thing and the obligation to function a certain way. You know, eh, it's not cool with my style. I think it's not my personality. But, yeah, you're right. It's a great great chance to uplift Jesus and the truth of Scripture. And to be evangelistic, you know, there's an old book, uh, this missionary wrote a book where they were saying that in their house on on Christmas, they put up a tree Mm -hmm. and instead of just decorating it normally, they put offerings for for people who are in need. So everyone in the family brings offerings to the tree, they hang it on the tree, and then on Christmas Day, they went out and distributed their offerings to those in need. Um, Yeah, they just thought of mission projects for Christmas Day and stuff like that. So I think that's great. That's awesome. Well, yeah. thank you, Matt Parra. It's yeah, been uh, great to have you answer our question. <laughs> Pleasure so to be with you guys. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.